0: About a ministry that uh, they've started. Uh, I'm going to have him talk more about it, but it's called Prayers for Students, uh, and I'm super excited about our uh, ability to be able to contribute in, in something as simple as just praying for every single student in North Lamar. So, y'all, uh, y'all listen up real quick as, as Mr. Mike Long here shares with us about Prayers for Students. Thank
1: you. Thank you. Um, hmm? This is a good day. This is a good day that the Lord has made, and. Uh, It's good to see a a lot of friends here and everything. Uh, Like Corey said, the Prayers for Students, uh, Lamar County Prayers for Students started nine years ago. And it started with six people who had a heart broken for the kids. And so we just started this. And if you have a couple hours afterwards, I'll talk to you about details of it and everything. But uh, it's just grown every year. And this past year, uh, when school ended, we had 2,025 students being prayed for uh, by individual prayers. <laughs> that that represented every senior, junior, sophomore, and freshman in Paris High School, North Lamar, and Chisholm High Schools. Every one of them were prayed for. That includes. That does not include over 4,000 graduates that have been prayed for during that time now this kind of prayer is different from your normal intercession in a way because you get a when you sign up to pray for a student bring you one of these cards that has a student's picture and name on it you probably won't know them Uh, they may look different than you do and all this, they may not go to your favorite school, but they are a child in this generation that we adults have created this environment, and we're asking these young people to grow up in it. Many of them have to grow up without anybody to pray for them, without any kind of leadership in, in spiritual things or anything like that. So this is a very unselfish type of intercession. This is taking a kid that you do not know, but you know that he, is, he or she is created with a purpose, with great value. And what we actually do is just stand in the gap between this kid, this one happened to go here, uh, this student an almighty god who is the source of everything this student needs and we stand in the gap and we say lord please intervene in this student's life we pray for their salvation you pray as the lord leads you to pray we don't have a written prayer you know you read every day or something you pray as often as you can for the benefit of that child I I'm, I'm love seeing all these younger people here that have young kids. You'll know that when you, they get to high school, somebody will be praying for them and so on like that. But it's a community. We have over almost 50 churches that are involved in this, 11 different denominations. This is not about praying for the Wildcats or praying for the Panthers or, you know, or Mustangs. This is about taking a child who has great value, worth, and potential and say, Lord, I'm going to join with you and we're going to get them through this high school's years. And if you can quit praying for them after they get out of high school, (laughs) you won't, you'll keep them, but that's okay. So all we're going to ask you to do, if you would like, is to have an opportunity to get one of these cards. Now, many of you, many is the right word, by the way. Many of you are already doing this. But I also know, because we have a little computer system, that many of you have been praying for someone who just graduated. So if you have joined us before in this, and you would like another student, or if you're doing it, you'd like another one anyway, or if you've never been part of it, when the ushers come in a minute, uh, just raise your hand, they'll give you a card. Now, I'll have permission from Corey to say this. During his sermon, you may fill this out. Now, seriously, if you've already been praying for all we need is your name on. We don't need anything else. And if you don't like to give out your information, if you're new, you don't have to put anything but your name anyway. Okay? We just uh, sometimes send out an email. Corey, thank you for this opportunity. Christian Fellowship, thank you for your prayers. The kids need it. They're worth it. And we have a God who answers prayers.
0: Thank you. Amen. Real quick as he's, uh, as he's sitting back down, I've got the, the ushers. If you're here this morning and you would like to start filling out a card, or, or even if you're just interested in praying about it if you want to, raise your hand right now. They've got some cards they'll, they'll uh, hand out. Guys, I, I'd love to make sure that just we are able to pray for at least 200 kids. Man, I, I don't see why we can't. We've got the people here to do it. Um, so y'all, please raise your hand. They're going to get you a card. Uh, yes, I did make a statement to, to, to Coach Long. I said, look, they're playing tic-tac-toe anyway. They might as well be writing something productive. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, let's give them something that's, that's God-worthy, eternal-worthy, Right? Um, man, excited to be here this morning. Uh, keep your hands up as I, as I start. Um, there's, they're going to be keeping on passing those through, and, and I'm just going to get going here. Uh, I'm excited today that we are talking about prayers for students, uh, because today I'm specifically going to be talking about prayer. We've been talking about boldness. We started a new series on boldness, and if you remember last week, what we said is that boldness is behavior born from belief. In other words, what I believe will happen will, will definitely reflect in my actions. If I walk into a situation thinking I'm going to fail, I'm going to walk in probably shoulders down, head hung low. I'm going to walk in uh, kind of haphazardly. Whereas if I walk in knowing that I am uh, I'm King Boss, how do you walk in, right? You throw your shoulders back, head up. You know that you've got it. You're under control, right? So the same with what God has called us to, what God has said about each and every one of us. If you understand what God and who God says you are, you can walk into any situation with confidence, regardless of the outcome or the storms that may be involved, because you know who he says you are. But if you don't know who he says you are, all of a sudden you walk around with a lack of boldness. Now, we also said last week that, that boldness wasn't necessarily the, the, the go-to. Let me start with this. We, we started in, in Acts, in Acts chapter 4, and we were talking about Peter and John, and, and Peter was, was known for being timid. Peter was known for, for he, could, he could shout out something bold, you know, had a big bark, but then didn't have any follow-up. He would cower away. He would fall out. And, and so all of a sudden now there was a change though in Peter. Peter, uh, because of a moment of understanding of who Christ was to him, Christ looked at him and said, Peter, do you love me? Feed my sheep. And, and in that exchange with, with Jesus after the resurrection, in uh, there, was, there was this moment where Peter finally grasped my, my failures, my everything that that's, uh, I've defined myself as, my failures don't define me through Christ. Christ looks at me and says, I love you, I've still called you to the ministry, forget the past, I'm calling you to the future, I'm calling you to today, let's get something done. And so Peter, because of that moment, because of that realization of who Christ was in him now, and not, not just... Somebody else's God, not my mom's God, but my God. All of a sudden, he had this, this grasp, this understanding. He went out, and, and timid Peter now rose up in front of uh, thousands upon thousands of people preaching the word of God, and, and they saw 3,000 people saved on the day. 3,000 people come to Christ. The very people that had cried just days before, crucify him, were now going, I, I need him in my life. Because of boldness from Peter through the realization of a behavior born from belief. So 3,000 people were saved. And then we talked later on, Peter and John are are, are walking and they're coming out to to the temple. And there was a lame man in front of the temple. Peter and John, they meet this lame man. They say, look, we don't have any money. But what we do have is the knowledge of Jesus Christ inside of us. Rise up and walk. So the guy's lame. He's been lame for 40 years. He's begging for money. And they say, no, we're going to give you something better. They say, in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. The guy gets up, starts walking. The whole town now is going crazy. They see what's happened. They know this is the man that has been lame for over 40 years. Now he's not lame. Something's happened, and we heard that it was Jesus Christ. The name of Jesus, the name that is above all other, all other names, this is what saved this man. This is what healed this man. And so what we talked about last week was the religious leaders, the, uh, the Sanhedrin, were, they were very disturbed by, by this action. They bring Peter and John in to, to, uh, to, to kind of sit there and, and run on them. They, they want to sit there and judge them. They want to throw them in prison. In fact, they wanted to do away with them. Mainly because Peter and John were pre- preaching resurrection of the dead. Jesus Christ, who was crucified, is now resurrected. And, and the Sanhedrin didn't believe in resurrection of the dead. And so now they're, they're, they're mad, they're, they're yelling at Peter and John, and they say, by what name, by what authority are you doing these things? Peter and John, knowing full well the Sanhedrin had the authority to beat them, um, throw them in prison, much worse, kill them. They, they look at them right in the eyes and they say, let us state clearly we are doing this in the name of Jesus Christ, the name of the man that you crucified, but who God raised from the dead they were bold. There was something different about their life. They were full-on bold. We talked again, I said this last week, we talked about how boldness isn't the goal so much as having a closer walk with Christ is. We put this little graph up on the, on the screen last week, and this is the idea. We're not, we're not looking for boldness so much as we're just looking to God. And when you spend more time with God in prayer, when you spend more time with him, In reading the word, when you spend more time in understanding who he says you are, all of a sudden it builds your faith, your confidence. And in building your confidence, building your faith, all of a sudden that's where boldness comes from. Now you've got a boldness. Now you have a confidence, a behavior born from belief. And from there, all of a sudden, now you start to see results. You start to see the miracles that we read about in Acts. You start to see things happen in your life and in the lives of people around you. And what does that do? The results All of a sudden, it creates a desire within you to to want to spend more time with Christ. More time with Christ, it just keeps going around and around. So the same, we said last week, when you don't spend time with Christ, your faith begins to wane. When your faith begins to wane, your boldness becomes kind of haphazard. You just kind of, I don't know that I want to. And you don't see results, and so you don't spend any more time with Christ. Because, well, I tried it one time, and it didn't really work. And so the same is true the opposite. Boldness, though, is just a byproduct of time with Christ. Now, I've been saying this already. We're talking about prayer today. One of the ways that you spend time or that you grow closer to Christ is, is look, this is pretty simple. It's called communication. And every man went, oh, God. And every wife went, woo-hoo. That? Communication, that's all prayer is. Sometimes we get scared of the word prayer. We, we kind of get intimidated. Ooh, ooh, he's, he's talking about prayer. I don't know how to pray, I don't know what to pray. It's communication, it's talking to God. That's all it is. That's all it is, and and today, uh, I'm beyond excited. Here we are, we're doing prayers for students. If you have a card, fill that out, Uh, and then after service, uh, there's gonna be a table right back here between the two reception doors that that, that, uh, we'll be taking those up at. Uh, Brother Mike Long will be back there, but then also, at the end of service, after I pray, what we're gonna do is we're gonna invite all of our, uh, anybody who works within the field of education, uh, any school district, any any age group, uh, any work at all within the field of education, and, and we're gonna we're gonna have the opportunity just to pray over you guys, man. We're beyond excited um, for the role that you guys play. Uh, uh, it's it's uh, I mean, it, I joked I joked about how we get to just drop our kids off and woo-hoo, we're done, but but it's so much more than that. You guys play a pivotal role in in uh, shaping and forming these minds. And, uh, man, we, we're going to pray boldly for each and every one of you today. Um, so prayer. But the, the issue that I predominantly see in, in Christian culture, in believing people, is a, a timid, kind of half-hearted, uh, we, we love God, we're believers, but we just, it's a last resort prayer is kind of what we've, we've fallen into I don't, I, I, in fact, I know, I know Jesus didn't save us just to survive this world. But we get that in our mind. We, we, we have this, this mentality that, well, you know, I, I said the prayer and so I'm good. I can kind of, and then we walk around with just, okay, I'm saved from that. I, 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 I'm saved from that. And, and we, we walk around timid. But Jesus didn't save us to survive the world, He saved us to change it for His glory. And if we're going to change it for his glory, if people are going to see what he's done in our lives, there's got to be something other than timidity within you. There's got to be boldness that arises. And boldness arises from time with Christ. Time with Christ being prayer. Ah, You guys are catching it. All right. All right. So uh, what I want to talk today is is about praying for boldness. I I believe there's a a kind of faith that... uh, that believes God for the impossible as a normal part of every day. So often we think, well, the impossible happens, you know, just w- whenever God wants to do it. But, but I, I believe Scripture shows us that we can pray to God for the impossible daily and, and truly believe that the impossible is going to happen in each and every one of our lives. Again, last week we said that boldness is behavior born from belief. So too with our prayer life, I would say this. What you pray reflects what you believe God will do what you pray reflects now notice I I specifically said will I didn't say can I think there's a lot of people that know God can do anything we know God can do anything we you know oh yeah God will do that but well I I mean you know I, I there's other people that need it more than me so we know that God can but a lot of times in our lives what we pray is a reflection of what we believe God will do for us if you don't pray at all, it usually reflects that you have a, either you don't believe in God at all or, or you, you don't believe that he answers your prayers. If you pray small prayers most of the time, it, it probably reflects that you think God has bigger things to do than, than focus on what you have to say. Or that you, you really just don't believe God for the big things, maybe just the small things. If almost all of your prayers are for yourself, Bless me, help me, comfort me, be with me. It, it, it usually connotates a, a belief that God is just here to serve you. God is so much bigger than, than anything that we simply try and throw at him or put on him. Here's what I want to do. I, I want to take a moment. Last week I asked you a question. I asked you to rank yourself from, from one to Ten. Uh, on, uh, on when was the last time somebody thought that you were bold for Christ. And, and what I want to I do, because I had a couple people ask me this week, I think the beauty of Christ and the beauty of, of the Scripture is that regardless of, of whether you're a, a zero one two three four five anything under nine ten we usually have a mentality that there's some sort of step program that gets us from, okay, well, I was at a 1 last week, so God's going to take me around that circle one time, and then maybe I'll be a 2, and then you know, he'll take me around again, and I'll be a 3. Look, the beauty of God is that wherever you're at, he can take you immediately to the 910 like that. So I, again, last week's question wasn't a condemnation. It was an encouragement for each and every one of us. Okay, look, reflect on your life. When was the last time that somebody really truly thought that you were bold for Christ? If you do think yourself as a one, let's go spend more time with Christ. Let's build our faith. Let's look at boldness, and then let's see the results. We're going to be a 10 like that. So the same with today. I want to ask a question, but I, I don't want somebody to sit there and think I'm, I'm stepping on your toes. I am, but we'll... Uh... It's to encourage you. Here's the question I want to ask you today is, if God answered yes to every prayer that you prayed last week, what would be different in the world? If God was just throwing out yeses, kind of like a yes man, yes, yep, yes, yep. If God was throwing out yeses to every prayer that you prayed last week, what would be different, not in your life, but what would be different in the world? It's a, it's a tough question. Chances are, pretty good, that, that if you pray like most do, including myself, if, if you pray like most, the only things that would be different would be the things that are, are close to you. Maybe, maybe a better job with more money, maybe a, a newer house, a nicer house, a nicer car, maybe something like that, or uh, maybe, maybe you prayed for somebody close to you to be healed. For somebody close that you love, they're going through something, they're sick, they're in the hospital, whatever, maybe, maybe, maybe there's that extent. But the probability is the only thing in the world that would be different for most of us if we said yes, if God said yes to all our prayers would be things that were just very close to our, our little circle. The truth is if you really want to make a difference in this world, if we want to see God make a difference in the people around us, if we want to see a change in the world We're going to need to learn to pray boldly. Now, coming back to our story in Acts, Peter and John, they've spent time with Jesus, and then having spent time with Jesus, their faith has been built, they're bold, and all of a sudden they're seeing results. Now they're standing boldly in front of the Sanhedrin. The religious leaders would have loved, would have loved to throw them into prison, beat them, or or better yet, to to, uh, have them killed. But because the crippled guy was, was now healed... It kind of put a damper on what they can do. I, you know, all of a sudden, when there's a man that's been lame for 40 years running up and down the streets, going, "I'm healed," they couldn't rightfully throw Peter and John in prison or, or kill them without there being a revolt. All of a sudden, the people are excited. People are seeing what's going on, and so reluctantly, the Sanhedrin says, "Okay, well, we're going to have to we're going to have to let these guys go." Against their own will, they let them go. And what we see, Peter and John are released, and that's where we pick up the story in Acts chapter four, starting in verse 23. It says this, on their release, Peter and John went back to their own people. In other words, to to other Christians, to others who had believed in Jesus, professed his name. And and so they go back to to those people and they reported all that the chief priests and the elders had said to them. And when they heard this, when the other Christians heard this, they raised their voices together in prayer to God. They raised their voices together in prayer to God. Now, there's something uh, supernaturally powerful when the, the body of Christ comes together in unity in prayer. There is something phenomenal about what happens. Scripture tells us when two or three are gathered together in my name, I am in their midst. And the Lord says, I am there, I'm with them. There's something powerful when the body comes together. Now, I, I will also say there, it's... it's uh, it can be a little scary to walk into a prayer service. When you know it's corporate prayer time and you're going to a little Bible study and you know it's going to be prayer time, I'll be the first to admit that, that I'm not the first one to like line up for the seven-hour prayer meeting. Uh, bear with me, hear me. You walk in, and inevitably, some good meaning, good Christian will sit there and tell you, okay, everybody, let's gather hands. Like, oh, God. nah. And so, you know, do do I, I I just put my hands out. Like I'm going, like I hold this way. You don't, don't come up and put your hands this way because some people go this way, some people go this way and then you're stuck different directions and so I just put mine out this way and if you don't like it, you can put the back of your hand in there and we'll just figure it out. That's number one. Number two, I, I'm naturally I'm naturally hot. It can be it can be 60 in here, and I'm gonna I'm gonna have a little sweat. And so you get somebody else who's also a little hot driven, and now you're holding hands, and there's like a, a definitive pool of dripping sweat underneath your hands, and both of you are like, oh God, I really do, I have to. And if you don't know, you're walking into a prayer meeting, or if you're not thinking ahead of time. You, you, you walk in, and, and, and you're sitting there going, okay, now look, I know I'm going to be in a prayer meeting, so i got to scope out who I'm going to stand next to before they say, <laughs> let's hold hands. So you, you kind of and if you don't do that intentionally, then all of a sudden you look to your left and your right, and you're like, oh, I got him again. You know, and it's going to be somebody who, like, grips your hands. And they're, like, ready to rip your hand off. And they're, like, in Jesus' name, Jesus. And you're, like, oh, okay, come on. I mean, or worse, maybe you get the guy that doesn't grip your hand really hard. But you get the one that just kind of, like, barely holds it. And you're, like, come on. Hey, hey. Hey, 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 hey. (laughs) Uh, I love prayer meetings. There's... There's a lot of uncomfortability when it comes to prayer meetings because so many people are different and we, we all, there, there's different things going on. And, and, and so people are, are, I believe, naturally a little scared of prayer meetings. <laughs> but I'll say this, even though it, it may not be your natural nature. To, to be the first one to join in on a, on a prayer meeting or, or sign up for an all night, hey, we're praying all night. Yeah, sign me up. If that's not your natural tendency, I'll, I'll still tell you this. There's something incredible when you're praying for somebody, and all of a sudden you have somebody else join in, when there's a group of people, and all of a sudden, maybe even an area where you didn't naturally feel or have the faith to, to, to truly believe God for something to happen, but somebody else starts to pray, and, and now all of a sudden you're you're encouraged, you're built up by hearing their prayer, and now now you're starting to, to snowball effect. You're starting to add your prayer and the confidence, and now the confidence that you're exuding now is blending off of somebody else. I said it last week and, th- and this morning here. You know, it's it's going from from that one to a ten it 's not just based on on myself but it 's based on edification of the body it 's based on the body of Christ building one another up, encouraging one another in the faith. Part of that is simply just listening to other people's prayers, being involved in other people's prayers and, and your faith starts to grow based on somebody else, standing on the shoulders of somebody else. Hebrews 11, the heroes chapter is, is look, we, uh, we, uh, we stand upon the backs of so many witnesses, so many people before us, Peter and John who we're talking about. If we can grab a hold and, and hear the word that they spoke and, and all of a sudden allow that to build our faith and now we're standing around other people coming together and and believing in unity for something it it builds your faith it builds your faith there's something about two or three coming together in his name i may not have a lot of faith for something but i I hear somebody else praying and and encourages me builds me up when you read scripture there's power when believers come in agreement before god and that's what's happening here in this scripture, in this passage that we're reading. You, you see these believers, the churches, uh, they're under extraordinary persecution. They came and they're praying to God. And, and here's their prayer. In verse 24, it says this, sovereign Lord, sovereign meaning uh, God, you are in control of everything. You're in charge. You have the final word, sovereign Lord. You make the heaven and the earth and the sea and everything within you spoke by the Spirit through the mouth of your servant David. Why do the nations rage and the people plot in vain? The kings of the earth rise up and the rulers band together against the Lord and against his anointed one. Remember, they're, they're, they're quoting Old Testament scripture, but they realized that this was a prophecy based on what had just happened to Jesus. The rulers of the land, the kings and the people had risen up against Jesus, the anointed one, had him crucified. We continue on in verse 27. It says this, Indeed, Herod and Pontius Pilate met together with the Gentiles and the people of Israel in this city to conspire against your holy servant Jesus, who you anointed. And then jumping to 29, it says this, Now, Lord, consider their threats and enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. Stretch out your hand to heal and perform signs and wonders through the name of your servant Jesus. Jesus. Today we're talking about bold prayers, praying boldly, boldness for prayer. They start their whole prayer, this whole conversation with just this uh, sovereign Lord, and they just start talking to him about who he is and what's going on. Like, I, don't, I don't believe that like, Jesus needed a reminder that God was in heaven you know, sitting there and, oh, okay, I get it now. I, I think this is a great way for us, though, to reflect and to kind of put ourselves in, in, in a, uh, a posture uh, of, of prayer when it comes to submitting ourselves to God. It's, it's getting in a right, right frame of mind in worshiping God and who he is. It's like you're reminding yourself, God, I know you're supreme. I know you've got this. I know you can do it. And, and then as they did that, what they did in verse 29 and 30 is they prayed uh, two bold prayers. And, and what I pray today is that, that we as a church would pray and live out these same bold prayers. Because if we're going to make a difference in this world... If we're gonna make a difference within this community, we we say that our scripture for this building is is Exodus 34.10. 34.10 being the address here. Again, it says, if we wanna see the Lord do wonders never before done, if we want the people that we live among to see how awesome it is the work that the lord is doing within our lives then we cannot be half-hearted we cannot be lukewarm we cannot be a uh, lackadaisical only when it's good for us christians but we have to be fully devoted followers of christ fully devoted followers of christ who who take a stand and live boldly for the name of jesus now uh, now, hear me, I pray you hear me. That doesn't mean that we walk around Bible bashing everybody that we see. You're going to hell. <clears throat> smacking them with the word of God. And thinking somehow that that's what scripture tells us to do. I want to encourage us to pray these two prayers. Two prayers. The first one I think what they show us in verse 29 is that the, they prayed for boldness. The disciples prayed for boldness. We're going to ask God to make us bold. It says this in verse 29, The Lord, consider the threats and enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. Christians were being persecuted. If they were lucky, they were beaten and thrown in prison, but a lot of them were being killed in arenas for sport. Whatever threats they faced, they prayed for more boldness. Now, it boggles my mind. I mean, like the, the natural thought in our lives is, okay, we were just bold. Uh, we got taken before the Sanhedrin. Whew, got out of that one because the, the lame guy was running around. That worked out. Let's, uh, let's take a step back and let's be quiet for a little bit. We're just going to let let this kind of die down, and then we'll kind of step back out a little bit and say, hey, Jesus loves you. I'll pray for you. I mean, but but keep it down because... But no, they they come right out of the situation having just been thrown into uh, the judgment circle and and they're like, man, we need more boldness. We need more boldness. Have you ever prayed for boldness? I mean, not not boldness like to go ask the girl out. (laughs) I'm talking about have you prayed for boldness? Have you ever just prayed, God, make me bold? And I'll say... Most of us haven't thought of it, or maybe we've thought of it, but we realize the implication and we're a little bit scared of it, Uh, because the truth is, when when you pray for boldness, it it goes contrary to our normal prayer life. Boldness is an others-centered prayer. Boldness, uh, while I'm asking God for boldness, it's usually not just for me, it's it's because I want to see something happen in somebody else, where where most of our prayers are are usually kind of self-centered. You know, help, help me, if you're a student, help me get an A on this test. If, if you've got a presentation at work, God, help me to, help me to go in here and, and do well on this presentation before everybody today. Help me, help me to do this, help me to do that. Or, or it, it's usually more self-centered, our prayers. But I'm telling you, you start to pray for boldness, man, you're going to have to be careful. Because when you start praying other-centered prayers... God, I, I pray that you would use me for your glory today, that you would make me bold, that you would stir me up. Father, that you would, that you would give me eyes to see needs of those that, that uh, I, I would normally walk right on by. Father, I pray that you would give me a heart that's sensitive to, to those who are hurting. To those around me, Lord God, that, that, that have a need that I can be a part of. God, give me a prompting. Help me to minister to, to people around me, Lord Jesus. And all of a sudden you start praying other-centered prayers. And then watch as God is going to do something in you, stir in you boldness for his glory. So the first thing, they teach us to pray for boldness. Lord, consider their threats and enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. The second thing they pray for in verse 30 is they, look, if you're going to to pray for boldness, the next step is, is then just, look, the disciples just did it like long before Nike ever had it. Pray for boldness. And then boldly pray. Here's what they do. Verse 30. Stretch out your hands to heal and to perform miracles, God. Signs and wonders through the name of your servant, Jesus. If the boldness of your prayer, if the boldness of your prayer doesn't intimidate you, it very well may be insulting God. They're praying bold prayers, heal sick people, raise the dead. God, we pray that you would cast out demons, that you would, you would do miraculous signs as we walk, that we would see you move. They're praying bold prayers. Look, you want to make a difference in this world? It's going to start with bold prayers. Pray boldly. Because what you pray for reflects what you believe God will do. You pray small prayers, you're believing in a, in a small God. Most of us, we, we, pray, we pray small prayers, uh, like... Uh, and, and I, am, I am just as much like, at fault for this one. I, I, all the time, I think one of the biggest prayers, the go-to is, dear God, I, I thank you for this day. I pray that you would be with us. Okay, there's a scripture that says, I will never leave you, I will never forsake you. So I can only imagine every morning when we wake up, God, I, I, man, I really, I need you today. I pray that you'd be with me today. God's probably going, you, I, I promise that. Have you read the word? It's in there. Uh, I mean, yeah, but sure. Hey, it's okay. Pray for it. I, yeah, I'm, I'm there. I'm there with you. Still there. <laughs> Haven't gone anywhere. But we do. We kind of just throw out prayers. I, I found myself and, and, and I, we pray for our, 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 our children on, on the way to school. Not during the summer, we let them just run. But, but on the way to school, we pray for them every day. <laughs> and, and on the way to school, as we pray with the kids, I, I've noticed I'll start to pray something, and, and I'm trying to drive and pay attention to what's going on. And, and so I have a prayer that I can, I can just throw out. God, would you be with us today? And, and I, I go through my little, and, and I'll let the kids pray. And they're like, uh, God, would you be with us today? And, and I'm like, oh, man. Like he left during the night when we fell asleep. Like, oh, Right, or, or maybe, maybe. How about this one? Uh, God, if you would, if you would uh, protect us as we travel today. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe buckle up and go this, go the speed limit. But yes, God, and look, I'm not, I'm not saying those prayers are bad. You can pray for everything from small to big, but but I, if that's the limit of your prayers, I, I, are you are you just insulting God? If you're not intimidated by the boldness of your prayer, is it possible, man, you're, you're just insulting God. Ask me something hard. Give me something that's, that's so big. If the, if the boldness of your prayer isn't so big that you know only God can do it, God, I pray that we'd have a safe travel. And then when you get there, everybody knows, well, you just, you traveled safely. It's not a natural, oh, God, God protected you on the way. But what is it you're praying for that's completely out of the norm, out of the regular, where all of a sudden people go, man, there ain't nothing but God that could have done that one? Boldness in prayer. Give me something that's so big that when it happens, everybody's going to know that I did it, says God, I believe. Praying for something big. What you pray for reflects what you believe about God. Let me, let me say this again. If the boldness of your prayer doesn't intimidate you, it may be insulting to God. It's boldness in prayer. As the uh, band comes up and, and I begin to, to close here we're going to pray for our, our, uh, anybody within the field of education right after this but uh, I, I, think, uh, I think our intimidation a lot of times comes from this idea, well what if it doesn't happen? You, you know, I, I, I don't want to I don't want to be disappointed because a lot of us, maybe we, we've, put, we've put trust or faith out on the line and, and all of a sudden when it didn't go well the way we thought it should, we, we feel disappointed. I tried before, it didn't work, I, I did that. Or, or, or maybe you'd even you'd go so far as to say, well, yeah, I don't, I don't want to make God look bad, so I'm not going to pray for that and then it not happen and then God looks like he can't do it. <laughs> we give God escape clauses all the time. A, a, lot of, a lot of what we, we say, we'll, we'll pray for something because we're believing for it, we, we pray in faith, and, and then we close with, well, I mean, you know, if it, if it be your will. It's like we're giving God a, a, an escape clause. But remember, we take that line from Jesus who in the Garden of Gethsemane said, Nevertheless, not my will but yours be done because he knew the will of the Father. It wasn't just a whim. I'm going to pray this and then give God a an out. Well, you know, if it, if it be your will, I mean, you don't have to. I'm, I'd like to believe for this, but you don't have to. Jesus knew the will of the Father, and he said, God, I'm hurting here. I don't, I don't want to have to do this, but I know your will, and because I know your will, not mine be done, God, but yours. I need you right now. Ask for what you want with the confidence that he can and he will. Uh, a, a great way to showcase this as, as a father. My kids tell me what they want to eat. <laughs> hey guys, we're going we're gonna to go grab dinner. What do y'all want? We want McDonald's. <laughs> Never, not once, have they ever said, we want McDonald's. I mean, you know, dad, if, if that's what you want. But if you don't, it's okay. You don't have to. We just, we were thinking maybe I'd, I'd like McDonald's, but, but it's okay. Don't worry about it. Why? Because they come to me with a confidence that, look, I know he can provide me McDonald's, and I have the choice then to say, sure, or not happening. But that's just it. It's a reliance on the sovereignty of God. He's in control. He's in charge. I, I, I pray you, you hear this. Uh, here's where I'm at. I have no fear in asking God for anything, anything. Because I, I've seen him do stuff from, from the tiny little smallest of things to, to I, I've been in circles where I, I've, seen, I've seen limbs grow, people's, people's legs grow. I've seen people that were in wheelchairs that could, that could never walk, that could not walk. I've, I've seen them stand up. I, I've seen people take their glasses off completely healed and, and, and walk away with, with full vision. I, I've seen cancer healed. I've, I, I've seen it happen. I know he can do it. I've seen it with my own eyes. I know that God can heal, so I have no fear asking God for whatever it is that that I think I need. Now, does that mean that God always does it? Nope. But my faith is big enough in a God that, that that I can ask him for something and my faith can handle God saying no. Because I've spent time with him My faith has grown, and as my faith has grown, I've gained a boldness. There's there's a confidence in me that I know he can do it, and and I've seen the results, and so I spend more time with him, and I know he can do it. He's sovereign. He's in charge. So even though I've prayed for people and I've seen cancer healed, I've, I've also prayed for a mom and a dad, both with cancer, and I've seen them both pass. And yes, in those moments it hurts. There there was pain, there was heartache. I'm punching walls, but I still know that he's in charge and he's got it. I don't understand it. It it didn't work out the way I wanted to, but but I'm still going to pray boldly and I'm still going to pray for a healing. What we're going to do today, I I, I really want each and every one of us just to to pray for boldness and then in praying for boldness just to boldly pray an example of point one and point two i'm going to close this here in a word of prayer but then before we leave i I want all our educators to come up anybody who works in the field of education give me a second let me say this i always want god to get the glory and when you stand in confidence about who he is And when you pray boldly for prayers that you know you can't fulfill, that you can't even see, but but you know only God can, then when it happens, man, you know that there's a testimony. You know that God did something, and there's nobody else that can get the glory for it. We pray today. We pray bold prayers because what we pray for reflects what we believe about God, and I believe that God can do anything abundantly above anything that I could ever even ask. If you'll bow your heads with me, Lord God, Father, I thank you I pray, Lord, this morning that you would stir us up, Father, that you would work in us, Lord, a, a, a boldness, a, a fervency, a zeal, Lord God, that would, that would rise above the situations, above the storms, above the naysayers that, that, that would sit there and try and intimidate, Lord God, but that, but that we would rise above, Lord God, that we would see a deep, a growing faith within our lives, a, a true confidence, a reliance on you, that we would be filled with a boldness, Father, a confidence in who you are and what you can and will do in our lives. As I'm praying real quick this morning, I, across the room, if you're here this morning and, and you would say, man, I, I know, I know I, I pray timid prayers. I pray small prayers. I, I, I haven't prayed a bold prayer in a while. If that's you, I, wanna, I want you to raise your hand and say, I want to pray for boldness this morning. Across the room, is there anybody that wants to pray for boldness? Awesome. 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 Thank you, God. I pray, Father, that you would stir up a a boldness within those who are raising their hand this morning, a confidence within those here this morning, Lord God, that we wouldn't just be a a Christian in name, Father, but so much more that our actions, our beliefs, Lord God, would would show forth a confidence in who you are, that we would be full on, Lord God, with a faith that, that, that in you all things are possible. God, that we would pray for boldness and that you would make us bold. And with that, Lord God, that we would step into actually praying for specific needs, Lord God, within the community. Not just within our own lives, God, but within the needs of the community, Lord God. The needs of this nation, the needs of this country, the needs of this world. You would hear the cries of your people this morning, Lord God. And then all of a sudden there would be so many examples rising up, Lord God, of you doing miracles that nobody could even begin to take glory on their own, Lord, but point to you. And Lord, with that, that the people we live among will see how awesome it is that the work that you're doing right here in this place is. We thank you, Father. Right now, what I'd like to do, I, I want to give us the opportunity, and normally in the past, we've prayed for our educators. If, you're with the, if you work in any field of education, if you'll come up and just line up the front. And in the past, what I've done is is I, I've, I've prayed a prayer, and, and I, for the most part, most people, we listen. We listen, Corey's praying, he, he's going to pray for the educators. But it's so much bigger than that. Look, we have the opportunity here to pray for students. We have the opportunity to pray for students that need to hear the Word of God, pray for students that need to walk in the power of the Spirit every day. We also have the ability today, each and every one of us, to pray for people within the field of education who are on the battle lines, on the front lines that are battling for the lives of our kids these right here this is power I'm going to squeeze down excuse me guys Hey, let me, let me do something real quick. Band, if y'all can come down just a second. This is, I I don't want to, I don't want to make this awkward, but real quick, of all my, of all my teachers, uh, real quick, show of hands, which, 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 uh, which in the field of education, who of y'all work over at Aiken? Aiken, Paris, it's right here in downtown. Okay, one, two, can I have you guys come right over here, please? Anybody that, that works with Aiken, come right over here. Aiken, if you work at Aiken, okay, I, uh, this is just, this is just for me. <laughs> this little one right here, oh uh, gosh, you were what, four or five years old when Melissa and I were, uh, moved down to Harlingen, South Texas to, to work at the Christian Fellowship down there. Um, she is beyond near and dear to our hearts. Um, and so I just wanted to, not that Aiken is more special than anybody, but I just, I wanted her to have a a group of ladies that she knew and she could, she could be with. This is Megan Lamar. She just graduated Denton and she is starting her first year of teaching at Aiken. Again, no special treatment to Aiken. We're, we're for all of Lamar County and, and surrounding areas, but Guys, uh, let me have everybody, if y'all will, stand up as I close. This isn't about me praying for the teachers so much as the body of Christ praying boldly. Each and every one of us believing for something greater. Each and every one of us standing on the the, the rock, the understanding that, that God can do anything. God can do anything and he can use anyone. That you guys are on the front line battling for our children. For the generations that are going to represent this area, the generations that are going to represent our country, the generations that are going to represent this world, they're, they're being formed and fashioned through what people right here speak. Y'all carry a, I, I hate to say a burden, because, because it, it's, it's a blessing. It can feel like a burden at times, but, but uh, man, I can't thank you guys enough, and we, we as a body of Christ, support you. Every single individual here making a commitment today that we're going we're gonna to be praying for you, for our students. At the end of service, we're going to find a, a kid's name and we're going to pray for that kid daily, but, but, oh, but also we thank you. Heavenly Father, as a body of Christ,